Evolutionary.org535. Can you cut on steroids like T-Bowl or D-Bowl or, or any other steroid like that? This is going to be a fun one. So bring in Mobster to start us off. So Mobster, what's your thoughts on this one? So what's happened, uh, sometimes we get threads on the forum that actually ask these specific questions, and that's what we're addressing today. People have asked questions like, can I cut on D-Bowl? Can I cut on T-Bowl? Can I cut on what we normally consider to be the bulk in steroids, like Anadrol, for example? Uh, and there's a few pointers that we could talk about here. The, the short answer is, can you? Yes, is the answer. But you have to realize that you're not using the ideal anabolic steroid for that. Now, I've, I've talked about this before, where you'll get someone talking about recomposition, aka recomp. You're talking about people cutting, uh, but we, we say, oh, is that the right stack? What have you got there? Oh, this is what I've got available. This is what my dealer got for me. And I'll come back and say, listen, just because it's in your drawer doesn't mean you've got to use it. And if it's not ideal, why don't you go and buy the right products? Why don't you go, uh, don't talk about dealers. Why don't you come and use one of our approved sources and get what you actually specifically need? However, as I say, this has come up as a question, Steve. So people have said, can I cut on... on for example, Debo. And the short answer is, yes, you can. But it's way less than ideal. We would recommend other steroids. And in fact, we've done multiple uh, cutting stack type uh, podcasts, which you should have listened to, which would give you a proper layout on the preferred steroids. Now, if I was uh, using Dynabo and I wanted to get lean, Steve, super, super, super important, right at the top would be my diet. It has to be my diet. Now, here's the thing, guys. I don't consider myself anymore, perhaps when I was a teenager, a bodybuilder as such. I consider myself a strength athlete. So my diet as a strength athlete, and I'm actually way too heavy even for most categories. I'm, I'm over the 125 kilo limit, which is 275 pounds for body weight uh, classes. Therefore, I would have to get down below that body weight to become competitive in that particular way. So for me being ripped, having veins, having my abs pop out isn't important. But I would say that the listeners we have here, Steve, it is. So therefore, if you can only get hold of Dynavol and it's the only steroid that's accessible to you right now and you still want to cut, then your cardio and your nutrition have to be right on point. Now, I'll let Steve talk about the rest. Is it ideal? No, because there are uh, multiple things that you should be doing. There are uh, psalms you could use to assist yourself, for example, GW. There's a bunch of other stuff. It's just not – look at this this way, guys, and I'll, I'll tell you one more thing before I bring Steve in. When I have a uh, competition coming up, I would say – and this is the same – what I'm doing for myself should apply to you. What is the aim of the cycle? And if for me, if competition is about being strong, then I'm going to look for drugs. I'm going to look for PEDs that make me strong. If your approach is to be a summer cut, if your approach is physique competition – if your approach is uh, bulking, uh, you want to actually be bigger and bulkier, you want to, you're a powerlifter and you want to go up a body weight, a category, then your approach should be, when it comes to PDs, as specifically aimed for that purpose as it would be for the person getting leaner, for the person getting in shape, for the person that wants more cardiovascular, for more endurance. It should be planned in that way. But it's not always possible. So we're going to talk about the way of doing it, but also the more optimal approach. Back to you, Steve. I've always viewed anabolic steroids as anabolic. It's literally in the name. So 
I've always viewed it as growth, bigger, stronger. I've never viewed anabolic steroids as things that you take and magically transform your body into, you know, uh, get an eight pack and, and look at these, like these models that you guys see, you know, these guys, you know, they didn't get that body steroids have helped them get the body, but they haven't, they weren't like overweight then took steroids and then turned into that is my point. I've always viewed steroids as something you take. If you want to get stronger, if you want to get bigger, if you want to get more mass and that's really what they were designed for. They were designed to prevent muscle wasting. They were designed to help people gain weight. They weren't designed to help people lose weight. So from a medical perspective, so we took them and we, multiplied the dosing and we turned them into something to make us big mass monsters. Obviously in bodybuilding, they have different categories. They have the regular bodybuilding competition. It's the most premium. It's like the Super Bowl bodybuilding. It's the Mr. Olympia. And these guys are huge, you know, and we've seen these guys, you know, big Rami, Hadi, Chupa, Chupan, and, you know, how, how much do these guys weigh? They're, they're huge, you know? And, um, you know, Hottie is, is, is five foot six. He's a short guy and he's 231 pounds. I mean, he's humongous and he's lean as hell. So he's carrying all that muscle on his frame. And then you have big Rami. Big Rami is an absolute beast. Uh, what's big Rami stats. His, his he's, he's been up to 295. his contest shape. Five foot nine, 295 is absolute beast. I mean, these guys are huge. They didn't take steroids to get smaller. They took steroids to get bigger. So I've, I've, I've used steroids as something that you could. Now, can you cut on them? Yes. There are certain steroids specifically that I run to cut with. I really like EQ. The reason EQ is really good as an injectable for cutting is because it will help your endurance, not hurt your endurance. Doesn't give you crippling pumps, doesn't give you water retention like other like testosterone will. And it boosts your red blood cell count like other steroids, but it doesn't give you the negative traits which hurt your cardio. So you can do a lot of cardio on equipoise and you can burn a lot of calories on equipoise. You can eat and fast and do all these things on equipoise. It's not one that's going to give you crazy appetite and make you uh, crave carbs all day like a trend will. Or a testosterone will, or a D-ball will, or a DECA. These steroids, they boost appetite. So how does it make any sense to take something that boosts appetite? It makes more sense to take something that won't mess with your appetite. Now, some people will say, oh, yeah, equipoise boosts my appetite. But, you know, it for most of you, it won't. So some steroids will, some steroids won't. I think it has more to do with your body's growing. Your body's telling you, feed me, feed me, I want to grow. So I think that's why some people get appetite increases on, on equipoise, but most of you won't. I think that's more of a bro science thing where people say it will. So mobster, chime in on that a little bit. Yeah, there's two things here, Steve. One is a quick statistical thing to back up what Steve just said. My buddy I've trained with in the past has competed in World's Strongest Man, and the year that he got through to the finals, the average height was 6'4", and the average body weight was 167.5 kilos. That's about 350 pounds. Just to give you an indication of, as Steve said, these guys are using anabolic steroids and growth hormone to get as big and as strong as possible. Something else. And I think this is this is an important 
thing to emphasize, and I've done so multiple times on the forum. Guys will talk about cutting steroids, and then they get it into their head that if they use this cutting steroid, exactly like Steve said, for example, as we would recommend, and we have done in, in previous cutting podcasts, something like EQ, they think that that's going to do the work. I need to emphasize this point a lot, guys. Just because you are on what we would describe as and recommend a cutting stack doesn't mean automatically that those steroids are going to make you lean. They're just more optimal as a choice than, for example, a bulking steroid like Dunebo or Anadrol. Or as Steve said, one of my favorites, and I mentioned this before, Steve, B for bulking, Sustendeca and reiterated what Steve said earlier on about my diet was absolutely crazy. What have I said in previous podcasts? I was eating a meal, and while I'm eating the food in front of me right now, I'm thinking about the next meal. That's how my appetite is stimulated. So let me underline that point again. Just because you are using a cutting steroid, a cutting stack, including ones we've recommended, doesn't mean automatically that you will get lean because you're using that stack. What do I mean by that, guys? I mean, you can't eat scrap and you can't ignore your cardio. You cannot ignore your conditioning. And because you're on a cutting stack, think you're going to get lean. So for, that's why I say it is possible to get lean on what we would call bulk of steroids. But equally, you need to diet and have an eye on your nutrition and an eye on your cardio and your conditioning work. Get out there doing your steps, ride the bike, row a machine, whatever if you're using cutting steroids. In other words, it's the two things together that get you cut, not just the steroid or the drug or the performance-enhancing drug that you're taking. I must under, un, I must underline and emphasize that point above and beyond, guys, because if you think the takeaway is I can use a cutting steroid and I'm going to lose weight, no, it's just not going to happen. You would have to have a really tight diet already, and, 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 and you, you can't go and eat junk food and it's get the best results. You cannot not change your diet and not expect to get the best results. So it's super important to unline that. Steve, I mean, let's talk. Uh, uh, what's your point on that as well? What's your view? Yeah, and and that's the ne next step that we wanted to talk about. Like, definitely diet. I'll, I'll kind of let you talk about the training aspect, but the diet aspect is very important. And I think the misnomer, and we've done this on prior podcasts when it comes to bulking, is people think, yeah, let me just go eat fast food and restaurant food and junk food because that's the proper way to bulk because I'm a skinny guy and I want to get bigger. But I'm, I am I don't believe in that. Just like on this this side, I don't believe in just doing like I'm going to eat in a caloric deficit every day and I'm going to basically be miserable every day. So really there's, there's ways that you can diet correctly. First of all, you need to eat good quality single ingredient whole foods that don't Mess with your sugar levels. Don't mess with your hormones. Don't mess with your gut. And, and this is going to basically help you in the process feel good so you can work out, have good, good, good workouts. Fasting is a really, really big part of this. Um, certain steroids you should not fast with. Certain steroids you can fast with. So this is another aspect of what I was talking about in the last segment. Which steroids can you take and fast with? T-Bowl is a great one. I've done it myself all the time. You can take T-Bowl for five weeks and do as much fasting as you want, and you're fine. Because T-Bowl, the way it's structured, it's very mild. 
It's not going to mess with your appetite. It's not going to mess with your ghrelin levels. It's not going to do anything that's going to force you to have to eat carbs when, when you don't need them. So you can kind of just fast for a day. Then the next day, eat two, three healthy meals. And the next day, fast for the day. And the next day after that, eat two, three healthy meals. Alternate day fasting works really well on T-Bowl or Equipoise, for example. Like let's say you wanted to cut. You could run Equipoise 300 milligrams a week, T-Bowl 20 milligrams a day. And then you could run that for five weeks and then cut the T-Bowl off and then just continue with Equipoise another five weeks. That'd be a 10-week cycle. You could do alternate day fasting throughout that 10 weeks and you'll cut down beautifully. Combine that with, you know, working out and I can't imagine how good your results will be. You know, that would be a great way. I would love one of you. I, lo I would love all of you to come on the forums and do a log of exactly what I just said to do and run that stack. Exactly what I'm saying and alternate day fast. So on your feeding days, two to three good, healthy meals. And then on your fasting day, nothing but water and alternate that fasting between fasting and eating two, three healthy meals, fasting, eat two, three healthy meals, and then take the EQ and T-Bowl. You could throw in a little bit of testosterone if you want like 100 milligrams of testosterone just to give the cycle a little kick, but you don't have to. But a lot of guys like to run a little testosterone with it. So that'd be a great cycle. I would love for you guys to come on and log that and do before and after pictures. You'd be blown away at the results you get from that stack. So let's say you want it in 10 weeks to really transform your body and cut down. That would be the cycle that, that I would recommend you to do. Mobster, why don't you talk about, about the weight training too and touch on that? Right. So I, I'm just thinking of a few things that I would do, Steve, 100%. Right now, tip number one, just on the nutrition, Steve, was I would prep my food and I would make sure there's no junk food in the house. Now, that regardless of whatever steroid I'm taking to cut. Tip number two is I'd probably do morning cardio. I already, Steve knows, get out and I do minimum twice a day. Uh, a certain amount of steps, uh, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 steps a day to burn up to sometimes 1,000 calories according to the uh, uh, app that I'm using based on my body weight and, and my activity levels. Uh, and if I decided alcohol was going to cut, Steve, that would increase quite simply um, a, a little bit more on the actual two trips I'm already making. But here's what I would probably do, Steve. I'd get up and before I have breakfast, get dressed, wash, etc., and go out and do half an hour. And guys, it's one of those get up another half an hour early, even if you're studying, you're working or whatever else. You want to get cut, you're making a sacrifice. And it doesn't have to be 100 miles an hour. I know that my uh, local professional bodybuilder, when he was competing, um, regularly used to do uh, vlogs of him getting his steps in at the local park. And this was always around 8.30 in the morning then, because he doesn't have to go to work for a living. He would go home and have his first meal of the day, and that's going to get him ready to go to the gym. So there's a tip right there. Point, on point with your nutrition, on point with your early morning cardio. Now, one of the things guys used to do was, oh, if I up the reps and keep the weight, weights moderate. No, it's really kind of pointless, Steve, unless you're doing some absolutely crazy level of intensity in the gym. The average person burns 400 calories for about an hour's activity level in the gym. That's over and above what you would do sitting on your ass in an office. But really, it's about that level, and it won't go up by a crazy amount. You won't suddenly start burning 800 calories because you've, you've dropped the, the, the weights and up the volume a little bit. So I would do, for example, I would you'd probably do get to find me doing interval-type work on a rowing machine or on a bike where I go flat out and then slower, flat out and then slower. 
Something else that's well worth mentioning when it comes to workouts and that interval work that I've just talked about is the simple fact that you're following a workout, your metabolism is ever so slightly increased, I believe by up to about 30%, but even if it's just a little bit, for three to four hours. So, for example, Steve, doing an early morning cardio, doing interval, even if it's only 15 to 20 minutes type cardio work, high speed, low speed, and my normal weights workout, but for the reasons I've already stated, I would also do what you might describe as power walking in my second walking uh, part of the end of the day. Now, you can use uh, charts. There are charts available, uh, online calculators, and there's a bunch of apps. Make sure that you are honest when you're doing this stuff, what you weigh, how tall you are, how old you are, and don't go out for a stroll. Go out with a sort of sense of purpose because a sense of purpose is going to stick another four or five hundred steps on it as an absolute minimum, and it's going to be at a pace where you are ever so slightly out of breath. In terms of the actual training in the gym, Steve, do you know what? As I said already, in terms of calorific expenditure and energy expenditure, I don't think it's dramatically going to increase with a workout. But what I might do is what I might be described as a more shaping workout. So I would do, for example, vacuums. I would work on stuff that's going to keep my stomach tight. I might do a little bit more shoulder work to increase the fact that I want my V-tape and my width and my shoulder. So, for example, Steve, I train like a strength athlete, which generally means big, heavy compound movements and then certain specific exercises that are focused on particular targets or ambitions or or, or records that I want to break. And so these would be, for me, grip-specific. But now I've decided I'm going to cut like this podcast, then I might look at body shaping. And what do I mean by body shaping? It's the same as bodybuilding. I want a small waist. I want broad shoulders. I want to to have that X, X factor X frame thing going on and as much as possible I would do exercises to emphasize that so sometimes what we will see and we, this is another reason why we got asked you guys to run logs we will point out that you aren't training your legs properly you aren't doing calf work uh, you need to work on your shoulders you're overworking your shoulders and so on and so forth so again come on the forums ask us for suggestions put up a proper accurate what you're doing in the gym what your daily output is, what your steps are like. And guys, don't forget to include activity levels outside the gym. Do you work on a construction site or well, building site, we would say here in the UK? Are you a carpenter or a chippy? Or do you work in an office? Are you a weekend athlete? Do you do any activities during the week? Do you ride a bike? Something we talked about on multiple podcasts like this, Steve, and on the forums, you and I have both been in agreement with this one, is that people aren't walking or riding a bike enough. And guys, if you're using steroids and PEDs to get in shape, look at your other activity levels. I've given you some recommendations, but if you think you're doing enough, and then we point out that you've written down your training log, we looked in your diary, and it literally says you did half an hour on a Sunday afternoon, then we're going to get you to get out of bed early to get other stuff going. So for example, Steve, I think you've touched on this, and I've mentioned it before, trail walking. What do I mean? Get you, the wife, the kids, if it's just you solo, the girlfriend, a couple of buddies, stick on a small rucksack with a bottle of water, a couple of flapjacks, and get up on the heels and work so that you are slightly out of breath the whole damn time. If you can do half an hour, great. If it's an hour, great. Two hours. So that would be my thing. I do that right now, Steve, and that's just for the pleasure of taking photographs on the mountaintops. But, guys, as a way of getting into shape and you're outside in the fresh air, it's awesome. But look, be honest. And another thing as well, again, which comes to cutting, and it's a very simple tip, Steve, and it's more of a a, a, a generalized trip than it is training specific. But 
You can keep a food diary, but you can also keep an activity diary. So look at what you're doing on a daily basis to see where you can increase your activity, to see where you can do things that's going to assist you with fat burning. The food diary here, Steve, is kind of important insofar as write down everything that you eat. If you are only writing down the meals and ignoring the snacks, they have so easily add up. Don't forget that you're sitting down eating some chips, some potato chips, as you would say in America, crisp, as we would say here in the UK, when you're watching TV, when you're going to movies and taking popcorn and you're drinking full-fat Coke, as we say over here, stuff with sugar in, write down everything. You'd be surprised at the ease, even on a, on a bulking steroid like Dynabolt, if your junk food intake, your miscellaneous food intake is high, and we notice that in the log, on the forum, and we get you to cut that out, easily drop 500,000 calories sometimes, Steve, a day, never mind a week, from your diet. And just doing that, eating clean, like Steve said, but realizing that you're eating junk food. Steve's mentioned multiple times, don't go out and for, for, for restaurant food, for the sources of stuff that Steve's covered in the past, and try not to get as many takeouts and because you ain't cooking when you get home. So these are real, real simple stuff, just cleaning up your diet and monitoring those things and monitoring your activity levels just as a way of getting in. I mean, what would I do, Steve? Because of my size, I probably wouldn't use a running machine because of the impact. You've recommended going out and running on dirt. Uh, I would recommend trail walking at a, at a certain level of intensity, riding a bike, uh, so long as my knees didn't throw it up. But I actually think the probably best thing for me, Steve, would be rowing as an overall all-body uh, a workout and a hell of a way to get in a shape. And in fact, I know a bunch of my strongman buddies that do the five, the half kilometer, kilometer, and 10 kilometer type workouts where they try to get their 5K and 10 k times down on rowing machines because it's low impact on their hips, low impact on their knees and their ankles. And it's a great workout for their lower backs. But I've seen them do these things on videos on, on, on YouTube and they're sweating buckets, Steve. And their size, typically 230 plus pounds right up to nearly 400 pounds, you're burning some serious calories on that machine. So again, that's, that'd be a great way for you guys to use your time well because you don't have to do an hour on these things. You're elevating your metabolism. And I said, the other tips I've given you are just real, real simple, easy things you can do to work out where the, the calories are coming in, the hidden calories, if you like. Uh, and these are great things. Those Just cleaning those things up right at the beginning of a diet is going to make a heck of a difference. What do you think, Steve? So when we're talking about cardio, two things, which steroids you can do with cardio and how we can make cardio fun. So, I mean, running on a treadmill in the gym, it's not fun. Um, it's boring. I mean, it really is. So I really like going out and finding a trail, as my officer said, and uh, going out. There's all kinds of parks. If you look it up, there's all kinds of parks that you don't know about that are out there that you can just put on your sneakers and go and run at that park, set your watch to 50 minutes, or just go do a nice slow jog to the park. But let's say you don't have 50 minutes to do that. You can do find a hill anywhere, find a hill, and just run up and down that hill, preferably grass, soft surface, very, very good um, on your legs versus on concrete. I, I would not recommend running on concrete at all. So optimally, barefoot running on grass would be really, really good. 
where I live, a lot of fire ants. So I can't really run barefoot through, you know, in a park or something up a hill. So I'll use, you know, sneakers, really, really good quality sneakers. I like Nike, my Nike sneakers, but whatever sneakers work for you, just make it fun. And having a friend do it with you can be more fun too, unless they're holding you back or vice versa. So which steroids though, can you do when you're doing cardio? That's very, very important. Some steroids are really bad with pumps. Anabar, really bad with pumps, back pumps. Dianabol, really, really big with leg pumps. So those aren't ones that I'd recommend if you if you want to really do a lot of cardio. So T-Bowl will give you maybe a slight, slight pump, but not, not very much. So it's good. And again, equipoise. I can't say enough about equipoise. I don't get pumps on equipoise. It's a, it's a wonderful steroid if you want to do a lot of endurance. So these are very, very important. Stay away from trend when it comes to cutting via cardio because trend will destroy your cardio. It's very inflammatory in the body. So when you take trend, it basically makes it harder for you to breathe. So how are you supposed to do cardio if you can't breathe? It doesn't make any sense. So cardio, you know, trend will kill your cardio. So if you want to go to cardio route, definitely stay the hell away from trend. And, um, you know, so that, that pretty much covers, covers that part mobster. So, uh, so mobster, why don't you talk about what some recent, what we have a really cool tool is that it's a really sad story about George Peterson. He was a physique competitor, absolutely ripped to the bone and he used steroids to help him get ripped to the bone. But unfortunately he passed away. Really, really sad story. But we can all learn from it. Let's talk about what he used from the autopsy, what the autopsy showed. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing here, Steve, as you, as, as our listeners hopefully will understand, and if they don't, this is why we're doing this portion right now, is George in himself is just an example, guys. We're not having a poke at George Peterson himself. He was a great guy, very well liked by other uh, physique and all bodybuilders. He said he was a very nice guy, very super helpful, etc. What we're talking about here really is what he did and it's, I'm going to say it's typical, and it's one of those things that what we need to look at, it, which is, guys, using PEDs to cut and to get in shape for competition, and, in fact, the effect on their health, and in George's case, unfortunately, passing away. Now, I will read out the specifics from an article here. The autopsy revealed sudden cardiac dysrhythmia due to hypertensive cardiovascular disease. In other words, he had cardiovascular disease in spite of the fact that he was training. So, again, this is a reference to diet and or cardio as a way of conditioning yourself over and above the use of PEDs. I'll also talk about the fact that said, TMZ noted that anabolic steroids, boulderone and stanozole were present in his system and went on to mention that George Peterson's heart was enlarged to 500 grams, and that was bigger than it should have been, and had thickened papillary muscles. And I can't even pronounce his next two words, Steve, but sufficient to say that he damaged his heart and the vessels that were leading into the heart by virtue of the steroid use. And that's what the autopsy was revealing. The last part was, and I'll, 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 I'll read this as it is, but I'll, I'll talk about it briefly afterwards. Studies have shown that long-term steroid use can enlarge the heart, and while that is not itself a disease, it does put a person at greater risk for contracting cardiovascular diseases, heart attacks, and strokes. And this is to do with the long-term use. And again, it's enhancing your physique to its maximum while ignoring the healthy things, which again reiterates the fact that you guys should be using cardio 
You should, of course, as we've just done and recorded a podcast, be getting blood tests, and you should be eating healthily all the time, guys. All the time. Again, we are stressing out. Look, it's quite simple, Steve, as I know. If I decide to do crazy world-breaking rights in a gym, then my risk for injuries is higher. My factors, my risk factors, whatever you want to call them, are higher. The same applies to using steroids specifically to get cut. And again, a good example here, Steve, would be not doing cardio when you're not on a stack, not eating healthily when you're not on a stack, and then only suddenly doing cardio and or eating healthily when you're on a stack. But talk about the specifics of those steroids that I mentioned there, Steve, and, and obviously the risk factors and why it's important for you guys to look after yourself as well as get into shape, get ripped, etc. Yeah, and in the autopsy show exactly some of those steroids that we were talking about, equipoise. He ran a lot of equipoise. So so this is an example. This is what these guys like to run. And a big part of it is they like to not only take the steroids to the extreme, they also take like, like to take their workouts to the extreme and their diet to the extreme. And it's it's really a combination of all this stuff. So obviously, you know, that's not what we want you guys to do. We don't want you guys to abuse your bodies and end up dead. So we want you guys to kind of take what they're doing and kind of learn. And, and then obviously, instead of going uh, uh, 10 times, you know, what the amounts, you should just use small amounts and run these steroids smartly and mildly. And then that can give you the results you're looking for. So that's a really, really good lesson here. I think, I, and I think the point, though, is it's not a long-term solution to abuse the crap out of steroids, especially if you're cutting the, the correct way for cutting on steroids is small amounts focus on diet and your cardio and your training and use the steroids just as icing on the cake. But you can absolutely use steroids for cutting, but I will maintain certain steroids are not a good idea for cutting. And, you know, uh, talked about on this, like testosterone, lots, lots of testosterone, not a good idea. Dianable, not a good idea. DECA, not a good idea. Certain steroids aren't good for cutting. Certain steroids aren't good for cardio. So it depends on the approach you want to take, uh, where you want to go. But certain steroids are wonderful across the board. Some steroids are good for cardio. Some steroids are bad for cardio. Some steroids are good for, for you know, your diet. They won't, they won't have you craving carbs. So. Trendalone, for example, you wake up in the middle of the night shaking because you're craving carbs because you didn't eat enough carbs that day. Now, is that going to be a good idea um, to, to run a steroid like that? That's going to force you to have carbs? Doesn't really make any sense, right? So um, sometimes it's better to just go the conservative route and, and run these steroids a, a more conservative way when it comes to cutting. So, you know, trial and error, guys. Come on the forums. Do a lot. We would love to see you guys succeed at this because cutting is definitely something that a lot of people strive to do. So, Mobster, finish this up and take us a disclaimer. Right. So, one more tip for you guys, and I mentioned this on another podcast recently, and as, even with Diana Bowers, as we talked about right at the beginning of Balkan steroid, here's what I would do, and this is a tip for you. Start cutting and cleaning up your diet and start your cardio ahead of introducing the steroid. Don't wait until you're on the PEDs to start these good habits. As an example, stay very quickly, 16 weeks, eight weeks run up of good cardio, clean diet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then introduce the PED for another eight weeks. And that would be, for example, if I was using Dynabol, 
So I've given myself every opportunity to get into shape and then I'm adding in Psalms and then I'm adding PEDs as a way of boosting the work that I'm already doing. That's a real, real simple thing to do, guys. Don't wait to the day of the cycle to start your good habits. Start now and definitely start ahead of the cycle. So there you go. Last tip. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.